Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you again, once again, for joining me. I really appreciate that. I uh, hope you're doing well. I hope you are maintaining through this quarantine that we have going on. I know not everybody can do it. Some of you are essential. I luckily am able to work from home, so I, uh, I've been holed up here for, I think this is a week and a day now. What is that? Eight days, right? <laughs> That's the math. Had to dive deep into the backlog of coffee during this time frame. I haven't run out yet. I don't think it'll come to that, but I, uh, I did get into some Independence Coffee. That's the brand that uh, my friend Chris gave me a long time ago. I think it was Christmas a few years back, and they seem to have two predominant blends when I go to the store. It's Jet Fuel and Pecan. And I've tried both of these. I, I lean more towards the Jet Fuel just because it's a darker roast, doesn't have that flavor to it. But the Pecan, it just never really did it for me. It's too, too much of the flavor going on there. But my friend Chris, he has his own method of, he mixes the two, the pecan with the jet fuel uh, for what he calls the perfect blend. And uh, I'll be honest, at first I, I did not think it was that good just because of the pecan that was in there. I just couldn't get over that. But do you ever experience it where, you know, you try something, you don't like it, but then after some time you try it again and it totally blows your mind that's that's what happened here with uh chris's pecan jet fuel mixture it reminds me a lot of like pipe tobacco i used to smoke pipes a long time ago um and i really got into the flavors you know the cherry and the pecan and the hickory and all that stuff but uh it just has this uh, smoky kind of flavor to it and it's not as harsh as the jet fuel the Jet Fuel, I like it, but it's it's quite bold. So I'm actually loving it. So thank you, Chris, for uh, saving me during this quarantine time. You holding up okay during this this uh, house arrest we got going on? I uh, I've learned two things since this whole outbreak happened. You know, number one, it's really hard not to touch your face. I didn't realize that, you know, it never really occurred to me until I was told not to do it, just how often that I do. And they say the average rate is 15 times per hour. That's crazy, right? Like, why? <laughs> There's got to be some sort of psychological reason going on there. But uh, before all this, you know, I, I wouldn't have guessed that it was 15 times an hour, but... I think now I actually might be above the average. The other thing I learned is that uh, some people have a hard time staying home. <laughs> I mean, and I don't understand it. You know, I'm, I've been training for this my whole life. Uh, I, I'm a recluse at heart, a professional, if you will. But I know for some people, this has got to be tough. Uh, especially if you're, you know, last couple of days here have been kind of a rainy weather and that does tend to to make it even harder. Um, 
But I can imagine if you if you're one of these people that have, you know, FOMO. I mean, this has got to be just hell right now. Um, luckily for me, though, uh, my antisocial behavior actually helps people. So it's not just me being a uh, you know a freak. It's I'm helping people by not you know not wanting to to hang out with them now but it's it's a weird time you know we it's a strange sensation when you don't leave your house for this long i mean we i've taken the dogs for dog walks around the the neighborhood got in a few runs the the dogs are loving it i don't know if you have them uh, but if if you do i guarantee you your dogs are loving the quarantine right now uh they're like finally you decided to spend some time with me at home. <laughs> and it's it's crazy how uh, some people, though, are just like, F all that. I'm not staying home. I'm going out. I'm going to my vacation. I am uh, going to go spring break it up. <laughs> I, I saw this video of some kids. I guess they were probably Gen Z, you know, saying something like, if I get Corona, I get Corona. People are outraged over this video. I mean, they the comments were just they were they were really getting into these this this group of kids here, and I think it's it's easy for me to judge, but I don't know. Like if I was their age right now, uh, I don't know that I'd be on house arrest, you know, because you're just young and just not caring about anything especially old people trying to tell you to stay home <laughs> and you, uh, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I sometimes I think uh, we don't maybe put ourselves in their position. I mean, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying they should be out there, but uh, the authorities probably should have locked it down a little bit better than letting them go to the, uh, what was that? South beach, Florida, something like that. Um, yeah. But I mean, they're idiots, but that's what kids do. They're, <laughs> They're idiots, and they like to have too much fun, and they think they're invincible, and they don't care about anybody else. Um, but that said, from what we're told, this seems to be the best way to slow it down. This this spread is that we just have to, we have to chill. We just have to hang out. And I know, you know, not all people are like me. They actually have a hard time sitting there and not being around people but man we we do not want a situation like what is going on in Italy i mean they're having to at least the reports i've heard is that they are prioritizing hospital space based on your age and uh some people are being turned away uh and you never know what is sensationalized versus reality but even if it's half as bad it's a it's a horrible situation. I mean, I just can't imagine having to be the person that has to do that. You know, when an elderly person comes to the hospital saying, "No, sorry, uh, your rate of survival is not high enough to warrant uh, you know space here in the hospital." So, out of respect for my fellow man and the healthcare industry. I, I'm posted up, uh, you know, like I said before, luckily I am appreciative of my, my job. They let me do, do most of it from home, all of it right now, actually. And, um, for those who don't like, 
grocery store workers or, or the healthcare folks, I, I salute you. I mean, really, we're starting to see who are the essential people uh, in our society right now. The unsung heroes dealing with all of these crazy mobs. I mean, they are the backbone of the community. I wish I could give you all a hug, but you'd probably just push me away. I do think we could do them all a favor, though, and take advantage of, like, the curbside pickup. That's what they call it at my grocery store. Um, I'm sure they have this everywhere. But if, if everybody did this, you know, if you think about it, it would only be the employees in the grocery store. So, you know, they could regulate hoarders. Uh, they could... Uh, limit their exposure, you know, to, uh, to the virus, which would be huge. But last time I checked, I think I couldn't even get an order in last night because it was, um, you know, the, the website only goes 10 days out and they were booked solid for those 10 days. So I don't know when I go to pick up my order that I put in last week today, I'm going to ask like, Hey, do you think you guys will, you know, change that application that you have so I can order maybe two weeks out or three weeks, whatever it is, you know, just <laughs> extend that time period. Um, and you know, what's weird about, what's weird about people <laughs> is that I hear them all the time when I'm at work say things like, oh my God, I just want to be home in my pajamas, watching some Netflix or reading a book but they don't really mean that, you know? I mean, this is proof, right? <laughs> Here you you have the time to pretty much do whatever you want, uh, unless, of course, you have kids, um, in which case you're not reading a book or probably watching any Netflix. You're, you're playing Candyland or uh, dress up. Uh, you're, you're playing with Barbies, that kind of thing. Um, but... I do think that it's very difficult for people to slow down. And it's not really their fault, you know. Uh, we're conditioned just to go as fast as possible, never sit still, get stuff done all the time. And I think it's actually difficult for us to just sit down and just do nothing. But again, I, I think that's just how we've been sort of caught up in the rat race, you know what I mean? The first few days were a little bit awkward, you know, just uh, kind of like not knowing. And then but after a few days, you just kind of, I, I just sort of settled into it and accepted my, my bliss. <laughs> you know, you got to let go of those expectations like pants and, and things like that. Just throw on the PJ bottoms. I like to rock the, the flannel PJ bottoms. Uh, just embrace it. Um, it is, I will say this yesterday I did get a little antsy. I was just like, Oh wow. It's been, it's been a week now and it's raining outside. I can't, you know, get out, get some fresh air. Um, because deep down, even an anti-social guy like me realizes that, uh, we are social animals, you know, we, we kind of need that. But on the flip side, I thought to myself, you know, when am I going to get this kind of time again to spend with my family, you know? 
to spend with the kid. You know, I could hopefully we'll look back on this and kind of laugh and say, remember that time that we were quarantined up and uh, we got out the Nintendo and started playing Super Mario? Huh? Remember that? Wasn't that cool? <laughs> we're, uh, we're currently trying to save the princess in uh, Super Mario for Nintendo 64. Those games are so much harder than the new games. I mean, you have like four buttons, and the motion engine is just not quite what they are today. They were still trying to work it out back then, and uh, it's a it's a challenge. Just getting past the first level took us over an hour, but I mean that's the kind of thing that you can do now. You know, you can really just waste time in a whole new way. <laughs> With all this time, though, some people are turning, you know, to blame. I, I think what we got going on is like the seven stages of grief right now with this whole thing. Um, you know, some of us have accepted it. Others are angry. <laughs> uh, others are in denial. You know, I think it, all seven are going on at the same time. There seems to be a lot of judgment towards uh, China right now, you know, for their wet market. And... The first story I heard about COVID-19 origin was it, that it was a seafood market, but that's not really the case. You know, these wet markets are basically open slaughterhouses. You, know, you just walk up and they've got all these animals that are alive, like turtles and bats, of course, and uh, chicken and I mean, just everything. And they're just... uh it was brutal to watch, but it was kind of like a bad train wreck. Like I couldn't look away when I saw the video because you're like, oh, that's that's how it happened. Because they're, of course, butchering these animals right out in broad daylight, cutting off heads, you know, disemboweling them. And then on the other hand, they're, they're taking somebody's money from them. <laughs> and there's people are walking right up. There's no... Uh, there's no separation, you know, between the commerce and the slaughter. And I, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is disgusting. How can people do this? How can they eat this? I started getting a little, I felt myself getting a little bit judgmental. But then I thought to myself, well, here in the West, we have, we have slaughterhouses. We just hide them away, you know, and pretend they don't exist. And, you know, some people are like, well, but we have the USDA health inspectors. But, I mean, come on. Have you watched any footage or videos of our slaughterhouses? I mean, they're a little bit, I don't know. I was going to say they're a little bit better, but I'll be honest. In some ways, they might be worse. I mean, this isn't a China virus. It's, it's a meat virus. And it's, um, unfortunately, it's just going to continue to happen. It happened with SARS, uh, happened with mad cow, swine flu. A recent study showed a correlation between poultry and the urinary tract infections for, the, for women. And the, the way that happens is that, you know how you get frozen chicken? I used to get these frozen chicken breasts thinking I was healthy. And uh, I'd bring them home and I'd thaw them out and they came in these individual little bags, right? Well, you cut up the open the bag, and it has what I used to commonly refer to as, oh, it's just juice. <laughs> but what that is, is uh, it's water 
that they, once they slaughter up the chickens and they cut them up, they put them into this huge uh, kind of vat with this water. And so they take that water and they just package them up. And that water has millions of chickens in it, you know, and it's got bacteria, it's got fecal matter, it's got everything. And so let's say you're cutting it open, you know, these bags and you get got all this stuff and as best you can you try to clean it up maybe you grab a sponge oh i got some on the counter i wipe that off and then oh there's a you know two days later a pacifier i need to wash off well i use the same sponge in this they've actually shown that there is the same the same genetic footprint when the women come in for utis that they have for this the same uh footprint for the genetic footprint for the poultry. I mean, it's a direct correlation. This is why 80% of antibiotics are used for animal slaughterhouses. I mean, when I first heard that statistic, it blew me away. I didn't think it could be true. So, I, you know, I checked it at multiple sources. And that's where all of our antibiotics go. You know, when we get sick and we need the antibiotics... The viruses have already had a chance to kind of adapt and mutate to the point where the medication, it's not quite as effective as it used to be because only 20% of it is actually being used to treat human illness. I I really do believe that a plant-based diet is the only way out of the worst things that happen to us. Things like bird flu, cancer, diabetes, E. coli, food poisoning, heart disease, listeria, salmonella, stroke, and now the coronavirus. All avoidable if we just stop eating things with the digestive tract. Take the seven-day vegan challenge. Does it sound hard? I know, maybe it does, but it's really not. Here's the easiest meal prep method I've come up with. This boosts the immune system and it's easy to do on quarantine lockdown beans greens and grains that's all you need i'll do some black beans uh, maybe some brown rice and some kale or spinach something like that maybe some broccoli it's a uh, nutritional powerhouse i tell you i'm also going to include my latest playlist it is for staying at home and not talking to anybody hope you enjoy that as always, you can find me at thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. Stay well, stay healthy. Thank you for listening. <laughs>